let's bring him in now. We're, we're going to bring in a guy now who's been a world champion, who's done some big things in the sport of boxing. Let's bring him in now. The magic man, Antonio Tarver. Antonio, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining on. us. So, so let me ask you this. We're going to start with Mayweather McGregor. And okay. looking at this fight, you know, Antonio, you've been a part of some big fights. Roy Jones Jr., Bernard Hopkins as well. But have you ever seen anything like this, the build-up, the promotion, everything that goes into this particular fight? Well, I've seen some huge promotions before, but nothing at this magnitude, man. When you're looking at the way they went internationally to do the press tour and just the crowds, man. I've never seen crowds that that big. Even that Delahoya Mayweather, it wasn't. It didn't seem to be at this magnitude. So, there's something special here with this, um, you know, fantasy fight. Basically, when you have the best MMA fighter and pound for pound MMA fighter going against arguably the best pound for pound fighter, you know, that's been over the last ten years in boxing. So. It's just two big stars getting together and just doing something special, man. And, uh, and you know, congratulations to both guys. And uh, we hope, I hope, that for the fans' sake, that the fight, you know, for once lives up to the billing, you know, and that remains to be seen. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I mean, looking at this fight on paper, in reality, Conor McGregor really does not have a shot. And, and obviously you look at this event and this whole thing, this is more of an event than anything. I mean, your thoughts on that? I mean, it's a big time event. It's well, it's a, it's definitely a big. You ask me, man, to go into someone else's world and beat one of the best, guys, you know, to ever to ever do it. You know, I mean, arguably, it's just a it's just a tall order for any man, even Conor McGregor, and so. You know, I think when you look at his coordination and his feet, I think that's going to be the difference in the fight. And I just think the feet are so important when it comes down to boxing. And you're going to see how big a difference MMA and boxing is. It's two different sports. And you're going to see why boxers are unique in their own right. And, and you know, we're going to see why, you know, MMA, you know, is still, I feel, have, have a long way to go when it comes down to being skilled at what you do from the bottom to the top. And when you look at Floyd, you know, you, you look at a complete fighter, man. The man is not going to be phased by anything. It's nothing going to surprise him. He's seen it all. He's fought them all. Conor McGregor is just another man with two hands. I mean, so what can he show and what can he do in the ring that's going to surprise Floyd Mayweather, even get him alarmed? Nothing unless you hit him with a big shot. And that's the only thing that's going to be able to change this fight around. Because Floyd Mayweather just has too much experience. He's too good. He's such a consummate pro. And you asking Conor McGregor to come into this man world and compete? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, it's going to be a huge fight because it has the people's interest, the public interest. But when it comes down to boxing, Conor McGregor is a fish out of water. And I don't care what size gloves he has on. He's a fish out of water when he steps into that square circle. Circle, and that's just it. And ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Three, four, five, six months can compare you. Can compare you or prepare you to get ready for a a, a, a fight of this magnitude. 
It's not MMA, and that's what the world's going to see next weekend. It's not MMA. It ain't even close. It's not so even other, close. So other than a lucky punch, I mean, anything can happen. You know, you put on gloves, you step into a ring. You know, it's like jumping into water. You're going to get wet. But at the end of the day, other than a lucky shot from Conor McGregor, you essentially give him no shot. That's his only chance. That's his only chance. He's going to have to hit Floyd Mayweather with a shot. You don't see. He's going to have to hurt Floyd. And then he's going to have to follow it up with two or three more devastating shots to win this fight. Because he's not going to be able to think. He's not going to be able to think boxing with Floyd Mayweather. It's not going to happen. You don't have enough experience. It's just not sad. You just can't. You can't comprehend that. You know, and he's fought. He's fought the Olympians. He's fought the tough fighters. He's fought the great boxers. He's fought the Mexicans. He's fought them all. He's beat them all. And reality is going to sit in. And everybody's going to be looking, feeling crazy when the fight ain't going to be. It's not going to even be competitive. <laughs> you know, and I would feel as strongly about Conor McGregor winning if they was in an MMA fight. For sure. That's just the difference. He's going into another man's world. That's it. I don't know how you can do that. Man. I just don't. I mean, and Conor McGregor with four ounce gloves on. You know, I see him being one of. You know, I see him being a sharp counter puncher. But he's 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 going to be facing the best, one of the best counter punchers in the business, and we've seen in some time. You know, one of the smartest fighters, one of the most intelligent fighters. And those are the things that Conor McGregor is going to need if he's going to set the type of traps that he's going to have to be setting against Mayweather. He's going to have to outthink Mayweather. Right. He's going to have to be more composed than Mayweather. How's that, how's that possible when the man ain't never went six rounds before? <laughs> when, when, if, the, if the fight goes six, seven, eight, what do you think going through McGregor's mind when he has to stay composed for five, six more rounds? Right. He don't know how to do that. So it, it's, he's just fighting a different sport, and they're doing a crash course. It's like he's cramming for a test. Right. And we know how those, when you cram for a test, we usually know what type of grade you get. You know, sure. they're asking this man to study boxing for four months and think he's going to compete against Floyd Mayweather. You know, it's just crazy. You know, but, hey, they made a big spectacle out of a, a huge fight. They're going to bring it's interesting. You got a whole right. new, another sport, MMA, colliding with boxing. You just have two of the most uh, visible, popular guys in, in sports today. Yes, it's a big deal, but I don't think the fight itself is going to live up to the building. You know, yeah. and if Pacquiao didn't live up to the building, how can you think McGregor's going to live up to the building? I mean, come on. You saw with him and Diaz. You saw what it looked like when him and Diaz were standing up. Right. I totally agree. We're we're talking to boxer Antonio Tarver. So let me ask you this. You know, ultimately, we look at Floyd Mayweather. You know, obviously McGregor has never boxed before. But we look at Floyd Mayweather. He hasn't stopped anyone since 2011. So that's about six years. So is it possible that McGregor could make it to the 12th round? Uh... You know, when you look at how they fight in MMA, they fight fast. They fight 
you know, it's just a different game. I mean, a lot of times you're burning on energy in MMA that you wouldn't necessarily be burning over a long 12-round fight. So he has to pace it. First of all, he's going to have to pace himself. He don't know anything about pacing himself. Right. He, he, all they know in MMA is go balls to the walls. They don't know that you got time to work. You know, and, and McGregor, if he panic, he's gonna he's gonna burn up all his energy. If he panic at any time in that fight, if, if, he, if he if he if he if he start thinking in his mind and he start getting fatigued mentally, and he's gonna be a fish out of water. It's gonna look bad. It's not gonna look like a pay-per-view fight. It's not going to look like you see you know, a fight that's supposed to be legendary. It's not looked that way. And and, I, and if Floyd blows him out, people are going to feel like they got robbed. You know, so, you know, only thing that happened in this fight is something unforeseen happens. You know, <laughs> the miracle happens. <laughs> and then everybody is, oh, my God, they, they, got, they feel like they got what they paid for. But if that don't happen, it's, it's, it's just protocol. Another win for for Mayweather. What's what's going to be the fallout? Being a guy who loves the sport of boxing, in reality, you're correct. There is no way on paper McGregor beats Mayweather. It's just no way that it can happen in your mind. You can think about many different things and many different ways he could try to win, but he's never done it before. And so it's hard to expect a guy who's never done it before to win this particular fight. I, I would rather see Mayweather fight an Errol Spence or a Keith Thurman. But at the end of the day, he can't make the type of money he's making here against th this guy. So I get it. No, and, and no, he can't. I mean, that's, that's why this fight is so special. It's, not, it's nothing going to be a, ever as big as this, I don't think, because you have the dynamics of two different sports. You know, you got, you know, Conor McGregor on his own is, is you know, uh, you know, almost a legend in, in his sport, you know, right. and but he's just crossing over. He's crossing over, and it's not going to be that easy. It's just not going to be that easy. And people are going to, they, they are underestimating just how hard it really is to get in there and compete in boxing, you know. Yeah. It, it, they underestimating what it truly takes to even consider yourself a world-class fighter. You know, right. you can't consider him a world-class fighter because he hadn't proven it yet. He's a world-class MMA fighter. He's not a world-class boxer, though. Right. How is he going to become world-class in a couple months? <laughs> how are you going to become a world-class boxer in a couple months? You can't. You're not going to be, you can't just snap your fingers. No, and I know he has some experience with MMA, but it's a different, it's just like a different motor skills. His, his mind is going to have to work differently than it does in, the, in, the, in an MMA fight. When you're standing there, one of the smartest fighters, you know, we've known, you know, intelligent-wise, composure, and just not, you know, knowing what to, to expect in a boxing ring and a boxing match, knowing what to expect from the man across from you. Has his trainers really prepared him for that? How can you prepare for something you never you ain't never known about? You're not you're not versed in it. How can right. you prepare, man? You can't. <laughs> he needed boxing. He needed boxing minds in there to give him the look that he's going to be facing. 
Right. You know, it, it, who can tell him May, Mayweather's, you know, uh, what he does, you know, normal, what he usually does instinctively? Did they break the takedown? I mean, come on. How are you going to cut the ring off with a guy when you can't even shuffle? You can't even do the shuffle. You can't all these shuffle. How are you going to cut the ring off against Mayweather? How are you going to be two, three steps ahead of Mayweather in a boxing match? Because that's what you're going to need to be. You're going to have to be in front. You can't always be following, you know, getting off second or third. So he don't even know what type of fight plan he's going to have to execute. He's going out and I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to fight. That's what he's thinking. I'm going to get in there and fight. Well, he'll never hit him. He'll never land nothing. It won't happen. I just don't see it, man. I can't see it. Because <laughs> I know me, how hard it is. I, let me ask you that. Go let ahead. me ask you that. I, hypothetically speaking, you know, and hell freezes over. And McGregor finds a way to win this fight. Would it hurt Mayweather's legacy, in your opinion? Man, it's going it, it would hurt Mayweather's legacy. He would be in, he would be in, come on, man. If he lost to Conor McGregor, come on, man. It ain't a street in America he, he'll walk down. So, you know, it's like, come on. It, it's, he has everything to lose here. McGregor don't have nothing to lose but win and win it all. It's the only thing that really, you know, and I'm a diehard underdog. I always root for the underdog because, you know, I, I can relate. To the underdog role, you know what I mean. So I always root for the underdog, but I just don't see it in this fight. Knowing what I know about boxing and how you know tedious it is, and how I mean it's a game of inches—not even inches, and even seconds—you could be too late, you know. So everything is about a reaction. Everything is about just you know, even if you're thinking, sometimes you're too late. So you have to. Your reaction time is what's, you know, it's going to be the determining factor. How's McGregor going to be able to react? He ain't going to have time to think happening so fast. Right. It's not going to, he's going to have to be able to react. And when you, it's just natural muscle memory. Many ones is going to be just walking in a park. And Conor McGregor is going to have to adapt. He's going to have to adapt. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. How can you adapt to something you're not used to? When Floyd ain't going to have to do nothing but be himself. Yeah. Be himself. <laughs> McGregor's going to have to present himself from throwing an elbow. He's going to have to present himself from throwing a kick. He is handcuffed. They're asking the man to put both hands, basically both hands behind his back and try to beat this man at his own game. Basically what they're saying. <laughs> We're talking you know to Bob <laughs> Antonio Tarver. So let me ask you that. Hypothetically speaking, and we'll go to the hypothetical again. Hell freezing over again. McGregor beats Mayweather. Good or bad for boxing? Man, I think it turns boxing upside down. I think it. I think it. It destroys boxing. I mean, for years to come. You know what I mean? Because this ain't like a, a, a Olympian, uh, a guy that had won multiple titles before facing a great fighter and then proving that he was the best fighter all along. I mean, this guy ain't never fought in the Olympics. This guy ain't never had one fight. So when you right. talk about somebody old, it's got to go. Well, he got about three or four O's on his side. You know what I mean? And Floyd only got one O. So, you know, I just don't think he's – I can't wrap my mind around it. But if he does, it will be the biggest upset 
I think in sports history, I don't think anything can compare to this. Not even Mike Tyson knocking, I mean, Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. I don't even think Antonio Torre knocking out Roy Jones can compare. Nothing in sports can compare if Conor McGregor knocks out Floyd Mayweather. It will, I mean, the sport world will stop for a minute. And they'll have to just praise Conor McGregor as being one of the smartest, I mean, bravest and most daring guys I mean, I've ever known for him to pull this off. It would be unbelievable. And they're going to break Vegas if they do. <laughs> they're going to have to rename that mother. <laughs> they're going to have to rename Vegas, man. <laughs> for real. So let me ask you this now. <laughs> We saw the whole controversy, Paulie Malignaggi, you know, Conor McGregor in the sparring situation, the leak footage by Dana White. What do you make of that whole situation? I, mean, it's, it's, I think it, it really nothing, I don't think nothing happened in sparring that normally don't happen when you bring, you bring a guy in for sparring. He's a, he's a paid hand. That's it. He don't have no rights. In nobody's sparring camp. When you go to a, a champion's camp, you don't have any rights. There's a hired hand. Get your meals, you, you, you prepare to work, and that's it. So, Paulie, I think he got what he deserved, basically, because, I mean, was he really going there to help McGregor, or was he just going there to get in the spotlight? And it went bad for him when, you know, we saw what happened. And body language is everything. You know, you, you you know, you can do some altering to some pictures and stuff like that. But the video was plain to see and your body language tells everything. And it just looks like Paulie got his ass beat. Like that's what I said when I first saw the picture. And then when they put the video out, I think it got worse when he was trying to make excuses and defend what everyone else was seeing. It was a bad day of sparring. You got caught with some clean shots. Didn't look good for you, and you were still trying to justify what everyone was seeing. That's what made it, I think, look bad. But on the overall, most people don't videotape sparring because most champions don't want other people seeing inside of their camp. So that was a little below the belt for what they did. But what happened in sparring is what happened. And I think Paulie got the worst of it. He got his ego bruised a little bit. But at the same time, he's a smart guy. He's an intelligent guy. So, of course his name being mentioned around this big super fight, it can't do no, it can't do any harm for Pauly. Pauly, the only thing is, who is he going to fight? What is he going to do? I mean, it's like you can't come back from nowhere. I mean, it's a wrap. I mean, he got, he got a lot of exposure, and, and his, his name is in the mix in the, on this big fight. And, but what he, I don't think he can go anywhere with it because it's not going to create an opportunity for him or anything like that. So I just think, what happens in sparring usually is that you got the champion beating up on guys to build his confidence, to work on things that he needs to work on, and a sparring partner's there to get paid to get his butt whooped, basically, and not complain about it. That's what sparring partners are for. So, you know, I don't know what Paulie expected going into McGregor's camp, but those guys was focused on Mayweather, and he was just a tool, and they used him. So, unfortunately, that's how it is in the world of boxing. It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon, no. No, it's not uncommon. So, obviously now, we head to Saturday. You know, August 26th. Mayweather. 
McGregor, according to Antonio Tarver, what happens? I think Mayweather looks good stopping him early. I, I just don't think he's going to have the the resolve to to go a long, hard fight. It, it's just I don't think he's going to be able to go hard long. I mean, uh, he's going to come out, try to land the punch. If he don't land that punch and then the fight settles in, what is he going? How is he going to match skill for skill with Mayweather? And so that's where the fight's going to get. It's going to get lopsided. I think. I think Floyd stops him before four rounds. I think Floyd stops him. First round, he fills him out. I think McGregor shoots his load after one and two. The fight. Once the fight settles in, I think Floyd breaks him down and, and, and get him out of there. I think What's new for Antonio Tarver? Man, I'm rebranding right now. I'm doing a lot of things now. I found a gym uh, in Sarasota. We're working uh, with Harold Millen, who's, who's uh, Harold Willen, who's a, a Florida Boxing Hall of Fame trainer. Has a good gym, a couple great talented kids in Sarasota at Sarasota Boxing Club. We're working at. I'm staying one foot in the gym, man. I, I really right now. I'm just really looking to build my gym and help fighters right now, man. And uh, if, if the right call come and makes sense for me, you know. I still have the ability to do it, you know, at what level remains to be seen. But like I said, you know, boxing hasn't retired me. I haven't lost since 09. It's just, you know, right now, the young guys are really pushing the sport. They're running with it, you know, and that's rightfully so. But, you know, like I said, if I get an opportunity to show the world that I still can do it, then it's something I will look at. But, you know, I maybe have fought my last round. I don't know. It depends on how things go. You know, a lot of times it's, it's business and politics that really runs the game. You know what I'm saying? So all that stuff has to be aligned in order for any fighter to really get off the ground. So, you know, with that being said, man, you know, I'm just going to try to, you know, do some, shoot some movies, do some acting, and then, you know, really focus on my son, helping him get to where he wants to go, and then, you know, just working for others and, and just helping other people, man, with this thing with boxing because I think I have a lot to give from a commentary position from even manager training guys just helping guys that really want to learn the skill and what it takes to be a world-class fighter so I think I have something to give when it comes to that you're probably done I mean yeah I mean because when you look at the landscape you feel me I mean it's kind of difficult right now man it's just hard you know it's, it's just hard when you don't you don't have the support. You don't have the back, and you don't have the promoter. So really, they just fade. You, they just fade you out. You know, without the game really be. You know, because I haven't lost since '09. So I was a light heavyweight, but I haven't had no opportunities either. So career been kind of stagnant. You know, and it's 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 unfortunate. But like I said, you know, boxing is just a small piece of my life. You know, you can look at my my resume. I've done a lot of things. I'm talented. I'm gifted. You know, smart. I'll figure it out. I just right now I'm in in the cross, you know, in between, you know, in the crossroads because I still love boxing. When I look at the heavyweight division, you know, I know on any given day what can happen. But you know, you can't really do nothing if you're not given any opportunity. So, and that's where it's at with me, man. Like I said, you know, I might get my flowers when I, when I'm no longer here, but I ain't getting no flowers while I'm living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they ain't bringing me no roses right now. But it's cool. I'm the magic man, man. Like I said, I'm going to figure it out. And, you know, if you heard from me and, and my career is over, then so be it. You know, I think I did what I did. And, you know, can't too many people ask about, you know, where I stand amongst the best. So, 
you know, it is what it is, you know, but uh, I love the game of boxing, man. My my grandson, look like he want to, you know, he's showing interest in the sport. He's only two years old. So they're going to be hearing from Tarver for a long time to come when it comes down to this <laughs> boxing, man, comeback sport. So my son, Junior, coming. I got a tray, a, a Tarver the third. So we're going to be all right. <laughs> Are you a Hall of Famer? Come on, man. You, you, you know a five-time champion that's not? <laughs> I don't know one that's not. You know, I won the title five times and knocked, knocked out a great, great Hall of Famer. So I don't know. I can't really say what my career is, but if, if it all ends the day, there's only two people that I fought as a pro that best me. And that's, that's, Glenn, that's uh, Bernard Hopkins, because I never got the rematch, and Chad Dawson. So I'm a Hall of Famer. That's not up to me to decide. But, you know, it, it, I don't know how they can keep me out. Basically, I don't know how they can keep me out, but that ain't for me to decide. You know what I mean? I've never been talked about as a, a, a future Hall of Famer. They don't, they don't re, you know, re, refer to me as such. But I, I say 20 years in the game, man, I don't know. I don't know too many people have gotten out this clean. <laughs> and I fought them all. I ain't never been cut. I ain't never been knocked out. So, you know, a lot of fight. I know, I don't know too many people can say that. So, with that being said, I got out clean, un, unscathed. I don't think too many people can look. You see, ask any, too many fighters, 20-year career? Come on, man. So, I did it the right way. I didn't get all the opportunities I deserve. I think a few fights could have altered history and the way we look at it right now. You know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to really take off after I knocked Roy out and after I, you know, did the Rocky movie. It's like once I fought Hopkins, everything pretty much ended for me in it at that time because I've been fighting for my status as a champion ever since that dreadful day in New Jersey. Even though I won the title a couple of times after that, it was never the same. So, you know, I have a clear picture of, you know, my career and everything I was allowed to do. But, you know, I had the handcuffs on. I wasn't able to just blossom. And, and I mean, as soon as I won the title, they was trying to whisk it from me. That's why I won it five times in such a short period of time. Thank God for rematch clauses. And it was only one time I didn't have one. And they got away, and that's Hopkins. He got away because he never afforded me that rematch. And I could have rewrote the history books then. A fight with Calzaki when I was the best light heavyweight in the world. Could have rewrote history then. But I didn't get I wasn't afforded those type of career changing fights. The only real fight I the real champion that I think legend that I fought they gave me was Roy Jones. And they didn't give me him. You know I had to, you know. <laughs> I had to go around the world and back to finally meet Roy, and they didn't want that fight to happen for me. So, you know, a lot of things are always planned and, you know, you know, manufactured. And so, you know, when I came through, it was organic. You feel me? It, it wasn't no politics involved. It's just the best fighter won. And a lot of times that ain't how they write the book. They don't want the book written that way, but sometimes they're not the author of the, of the, with the pen. So, you know, I did my thing when I put the gloves on. I controlled everything inside the ring. 
but I'm only one man. I can't control what's going on outside the ring. You feel me? When I step in the ring, I got control of the outcome. Outside the ring, I'm at their mercy. So that's why we sit right here with two fights in five years when I haven't lost since 09. So if you understand what I'm saying, you can clearly see that it's out of my control. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, when you when you learn the business and you experience the business, you got a, a different outlook on the business. So you see it clearly. I'm on the inside. I know what's going on in the game. So, but I got to just accept it until, you know, my time come back around again. If it comes back around again, maybe it may never. If I fought my last time in the ring, I can truly say that boxing never retired me. Politics did. Am I a Hall of Famer? I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But it's only two men I fought that I didn't beat. Everybody else, I kicked their ass. So I don't know. Am I a Hall of Famer? You ask me, how can I not be? But that's not for me to decide. Let me ask you this. Do you think the whole situation with the PEDs has affected your situation on some level? It killed my situation. It didn't affect it. It killed it. It killed it, especially the second time around, of course. But, you know, I'm not going to – I don't want to open up those can of worms. I just hope and pray that before it's all over, someone investigate my situation. That's it. An investigative reporter because it's all in the transcripts. It's all in the transcripts. And all I can say is this. In what America – what America can someone accuse you of something without ever putting the evidence on the table? And we in America, and I know this country is, is built on a, a, a real shaky foundation. But when you accuse somebody of something that's so detrimental to their career and their brand and their name and their legacy, and you don't give them an opportunity to put it you don't put it on the table. You just throw it out there for the public. But you don't give this man not one chance, not one chance to clear his name when he tells you that he didn't do anything. So I should at least had an opportunity to test the said urine that they said was mine. If they had my dirty urine, which I can, I can test that, that the urine was even mine because they never proved it. They never proved they had my urine to start with. So that in itself, <laughs> there's no fairness in that. But I'm the only one right. suffering. Right. I'm the only one suffering. You feel me? <laughs> when you look so at feel- guys like Dylan, you, you're looking at guys like Dylan White. You're looking at guys like Tony Belly. And you're looking at guys like Antonio Tarver when they want to sweep me under the rug you telling me that you don't think that I can beat Tony Bellew? You don't think with my experience I can beat a, a, a Dylan White? When I asked him, about, make the fight. I asked him. Me and Tony Bellew talked eight months ago. He said when he beat David Hayes, he was going to discuss fighting me because he thought it would be good. Okay, we both played in Rocky. Okay. No, I starred in Rocky. He played in Rocky. He played in <laughs> In, in what the hell that movie was, uh, Creed. He played in Creed. I started Rocky Bob Boy. It's the difference. 
ain't make no cameo. I was the champion in the movie. I played the heavyweight champion. So they don't want they don't want art to imitate. They don't want life to imitate art. But you know, I feel like this: if if they step out of my way, I can go ahead and finish my last chapter. But they got the they got they got me they got my feet tied, shackled down. I'm blackballed in the game of boxing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Basically, I'm blackballed so if, in the game of boxing. <laughs> For real. If they, if they stepped out of your way, how many fights do you think you would have left? I mean, how, how long would you go? You know what? I don't want to go long. I just want to go long. I don't need to go long. I just want to go long enough. Long enough to, 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 like I was on my path back when I Cunningham, they call the draw. Come on, man. When I beat Cunningham and when I beat, when I knocked out Banks, I supposed to have been in position then. That's what I was told. But then I wait. After knocking out Banks on live TV now, I wait 15 months for Steve Cunningham. I wait 15 months coming off an impressive knockout of Jonathan Banks, who was the same guy that knocked out Seth Mitchell, who they was building for the, to be the next heavyweight threat, U.S. heavyweight threat. I knocked the man out that beat him, and I don't even get a look. I don't get no traction. You mean to tell me don't nobody want to beat me and, and, and put my name on their resume like they do all the fighters before me? Like, come on, man. I, I haven't lost since Chad Dawson in 2009. Come on, that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. It ain't like nobody knocked me out. It ain't like I'm slurring. It ain't like you see me, a referee counting over me. When? Show me the footage in my whole career. Come on, man. Just let me. All I'm asking the boxing public to do, let me go out on my shield. If I get knocked out by a big head, let me go out on my shield. But give me the opportunity. Let me show, let me show, some, let me show them what the magic man is really all about. That's it. Are, and if they think I'm done, then let one, let one of the heavyweights prove it. All I'm saying is I got one more magic trick up my sleeve, and they scared to death to let me get in that ring. That's all I'm saying because <laughs> I can rewrite the history books. They don't want that. When I say they, I'm talking about these people that's in control of the boxing game. I'm talking about the people are you that still, control everything. Are you, you still down with Al Hamid? No, me and Al stopped doing business in January because I wasn't moving. I was the only one in the stable that wasn't getting no work. So I said, you know, I'd rather step out on my own, and I'd rather, I'd rather down my feet than down my knees. So I took it. I, I ran with it. I'm out here on my own. I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody working with me. <laughs> so that's the real game. The real issue is, come on, man, I've just been stopped in my track. Because when you, when, you know, when you're a threat, when you're a threat and they, they can say what they want, you know, they, they, they can say I'm not a threat all they want, but they won't, they won't let me prove it. They won't put me in the ring. <laughs> so they got this big fine over my head. You know, come on, man. It's ridiculous. I just want somebody, if I die before I clear my name, I just want somebody to do an, a real investigation about my career and about how they they did me in New Jersey. That's all I want. And I tell my family that, and I tell people that's close to me, I tell them that every day. 
because the truth gonna stay, the truth gonna stand for a hundred years. But that lie, they ain't gonna be able to remember that lie. If they investigate my story, it's all in the transcript, and I can't change public opinion. But I will say this that don't nobody know that the test that they even have in question, they test me six times in three days in New Jersey. I didn't even have a chance to shake loose. I drove to New York twice. I took blood work, urine work. They test me six times, three times, three times prior to the fight. No, twice prior to the fight and one time after the fight by the one official testing company, which was LabCorp, which was LabCorp. All three of my tests came back clean. In the, in the transcript, I requested three times to have the urine, shed urine, put on the table and let me independently test it, which I have a right to do. If they accuse me of something that I didn't do, I think I have that right to do. Well, they never did that. And when I went to court, I didn't go to court of law. I went to the court of New Jersey State Athletic Commission. So the testing question was a test that was taken out of the six tests. The public don't know this, though. But out of the six tests on paper, we do the chain of command. It was only the one test after the fight, the late night test. After the fight, they said I, they had some artificial testosterone. But the two tests they took before from the, in, from the official testing company, and their bylaws it says only one official testing company, that's the company hired by New Jersey State Athletic Commission. That was LabCorp. Well, Lou DeBella, on the advice of somebody else, whomever, he hired an independent testing agent which was, I think, Vada or Wada with a W or with the V, one of the others. Independent test agent, but they wasn't the official test agent. They test me three times, blood and urine. Both tests prior to the fight came back clean of everything. The one test that they took at about 3.30 that morning, which they walked from the ring and they had two officers by me the whole complete time. That was the test that they say came back with artificial testosterone after the fight. After the fight. The public don't know that. If somebody investigated that, there's an issue there. And the issue there is, how can you get tested three times by a testing agent, a credible testing agent named LabCorp, who is the Major League Baseball official testing agent. And all my tests came back clean. And even... With the independent testing agent, all my tests came back clean. The only test that was in question was the one last test after the fight. How can that benefit me? And what the artificial testosterone? How did it get in my system? What percentage was it? These are the questions that never got answered. But they threw my name on the wall and all the dirt stuck. Because you can't change public opinion, especially when it's all over the news and everything. And it's, it's out there. I went to court. I hired. I spent about fifty thousand in lawyer fees that I never got back, and these people just railroaded me because I didn't take anything. If I would have, if I would have, if I could have been able to test that urine, I would have proved that it was contaminated. It wasn't my urine, or it was contaminated after the fact. But I didn't get right. that opportunity, and I'm just saying that I didn't get that opportunity. It's in the transcripts that I they refused to give me that opportunity. It's in the transcript. So just ask for the transcript and get somebody to investigate 
my situation and I can clear my name. But I can't do that. I can't take nobody to court. Who am I going to take to court? The New Jersey State Athletic Commission? Who am I going to sue? Come on. See, this is what this is what you need to be at the questions you need to ask. So if anything, if anything happened, if anything happened to me today or tomorrow, or if I retire for this and not allowed to be back in the ring. I just want somebody to investigate my my story because it's a story to be investigated. Because come on, man, Olympian, five time champ, and come on, I can't get nobody to even look at my situation from from an investigative standpoint. Come on, I can't get nobody to really look at my situation and do the chain of command and just look at the transcript. There has to be something in the transcript if they can investigate on ID and all these. Murder through DNA test. All that shit cleared me. I could have cleared, but see, clearing me was going to reveal a conspiracy. So that's why I couldn't clear my name. Because if I'm cleared, then what happened? So, so you feel like somebody's out to get? I don't, I don't, I don't feel like nothing. I know. I, I didn't okay. put nothing in my system. So my urine, and I proved it because the official testing company, my. My, all my tests came back clean. And if the public knew that the test in question was the one test after the fight, then what the fuck are we talking about? Take six tests and the five tests prior to the fight come back clean. And the one test after the fight, you come back with artificial testosterone. There's a question mark there. Right. Come on. You think, you think LabCorp wouldn't testify on my behalf? When... You think they're they not going to stand by their test? LabCorp? Come on. I don't have no relationship with LabCorp. How so can they find the- artificial... How can, how can LabCorp find artificial testosterone? So you... At, at the end of the day, you're saying... At the end, you end, didn't day, put at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I didn't put nothing right. in my system. All right. Nothing. You had the backing of Al Heyman at the time, man, correct? Man, look, man, I don't want to. I don't look. I don't want to. Look, I don't want to question that. But I know okay. one thing: if I'm not if I'm not fighting, if I'm not fighting, and you know I need to be back in the ring, then he's not working with me. Okay, he's not working right. with me. When I when I talked to Floyd Mayweather twice, and Floyd Mayweather said he's gonna talk to Al Heyman. And don't nothing get done? Nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. But I'm tra- I, I went to three training camps for fights that I never had. And the last straw was I was training three and a half months for Gerald Washington. That's, I was going to come back after an 18-month layoff and fight Gerald Washington on, on Wilder's undercard. But when Wilder's opponent fell out, they put Washington in for the heavyweight title. Didn't even give me a consideration. And didn't even put me on the undercard. So I'm still waiting to get back in the ring to fight. Right. And we talking two years where it ain't been no money, man. So who's managing me? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So nobody. So for the last five years, I didn't, I didn't have no representation. I just didn't know it. I didn't know I didn't have nobody working for me. But it was obvious that wasn't nobody working for me. So that's what it was. I was the I was the, the one man that was out. 
And I didn't know it because wasn't nobody being honest with me. Wasn't nobody being straight up with me. Lying in your face and leading you on and all you're doing is wasting time on some hope and dream that you're going to get back in there and show that you're a winner. You got more talent in your pinky finger than these will ever have. And I, ain't <laughs> I, I made one mistake in 2012. And I made a mistake. And I, li- and I, 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 I owned up to that mistake. And I promised myself that I was going to come back and kick anybody ass that stepped in the ring until I showed the world what I was made of. And I didn't get a chance to write my last chapter. I didn't get a chance to write that last chapter. I'm one of the most prominent fighters that never had a chance to retire because boxing ain't retired me. You got guys out here getting knocked out, guys out here getting knocked out, getting beat, know they passed their prime, and they still giving these guys opportunities. Come on, man. It's just different strokes to different folks. This game is nothing. It's a controlled game, and we ain't nothing but a bunch of pawns. That's it. A bunch of pawns. When they get and when they can't use you. And if you don't work with the program, they're going to get rid of your ass. And that's it. They're going to leave you high drive. But one thing about me, I, I'm smart. I'm, I, come on. I'm intelligent. I'm smart. I ain't just like, I ain't no average fighter. I ain't never been average. So, I, I, you know, my confidence ain't never been broke. So I've been, I lost a couple fights, but I ain't never been defeated. Never. I lost a couple fights, but I ain't never been defeated. So I'm still a champion at heart. And the same fire burns. I just ain't had no opportunities, and they sweeping me under the rug because they so afraid <laughs> that just like I changed the whole landscape one time before, that I'm, a, I'm just because because they tried so hard to me over. If they put one of them bitches in the ring with me, I'm going to change the game. And they already know that. That's why they don't want to see me. I'm the wrong one to play with. They don't want to see me. And I've just been quiet because I'm old, man. I ain't got time to I'm 48 years old. I know you ain't never seen a 48-year-old look like this. And I'm, I'm talking about all of them. So <laughs> if, if I get back in the ring, I can show them my greatness. Because you ain't never seen no 48-year-old can fight like me. And, but they don't want me to get in there. They don't want me to show nothing. Because if I show something, I'm going to open up some eyes. I'm going to open up some eyes, man. For real. Trust me. And that's it. So I'm just praying that, hey. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. Tony Bellew talking about he looking for a fight. He ain't looking hard enough. But he could have been got this whooping. <laughs> Dylan White, you remember about a year and a half ago, he tried to use my name. He ain't want no fight. I call his punk. He's the biggest fraud in the game. The biggest <laughs> fraud in the game. And they won't let me fight him. Come on, man. <laughs> I ain't got no managerial contract, no promotional contract, and I can't even get a fight. I can't even get a fight in the UK. Come on, man. The UK? That dude, whoever that promoter is over there, what's his name? Eddie Hearn? He don't want to do Eddie no Hearn. business with me. Eddie Hearn don't want to do no business with me. He ain't got no contract. I don't have no manager. He can't find not one heavyweight for me to fight. It's ridiculous. Come on, man. They don't want me to come up. So they don't being want me to come up. that you haven't gotten a fight in a while, how is Antonio Tarver financially? How are you? Financially, I'm always make money, but man, look, no, I'm not, I'm not rich like I used to be. Right. No, I'm not rich because when you when you only fought twice in five years, come on, man, I mean, come on, man. I could have, I could have been well off by now. 
I could have been well off by now and, you know, probably retired by now. But they played around with my career so much and these long-ass, long-ass, loss. Come on, man. They don't want to put me in position to win. So I'm just, I'm just out here. I got, a, I got a solid team with me right now, but we just connecting dots. And if it's meant to be, I'll be back in the ring. If not, then, hey, I said that. Look, I did everything I could within my power. But it was only right. me. I didn't have no great promoter. I didn't have no hell of a man. You know, when me and Al Heyman was working together, it was beautiful. When the relationship, it, it wasn't working, it didn't work. It was broken. So look at my career over the last five years. Come on, look at the inactivity. So wasn't nobody really working for me, man. Come on, man, look at my fights. I don't fall there. I ain't fought no European fighters. Look, look at my fight. One fight I fought, I had to go all the way to Australia. And when I beat Danny Green, only time. I mean, come on, I didn't get the opportunities. You know, when I fought, when I beat Roy Jones, he didn't ride with me. They didn't elevate me to the next level. No, they crippled me. They stopped me in my tracks, and they said, you ain't going no further than right here. You're going to stop right here. That's it. Come on, man. So they want to make it look like I was a fluke. There wasn't nothing fluke to stop my win over Roy Jones. Nothing. And that's what people don't understand. I mean, only fuck, only person knew I was coming was Roy Jones Jr. He the only one knew. That's why he didn't want to fight me. Because he knew when we fought at 13 years old that I was nothing to fuck with. He knew that 13 years old when we fought. And that's why I knew. That's how I knew that I was going to beat his ass. Because I fought him at 13. And at 13 years old, we was the two baddest fuckers in Florida. Ask him how that fight went at 13. When he was beating everybody on our team. He had these three, four guys, older guys from our team. But when he fought my ass... It was toe-to-toe. Gifted as he was, you couldn't tell who the talent was at 13. At every level, from the JOs to the Junior Olympics to the Olympics to pros, I was the best. I was the best. <laughs> and out of three fights with Roy Jones at the same age, they want to use age. I'm 48, same age he is right now. So you have opportunity to fight I got robbed. I got robbed in. I got robbed in Atlanta too. Go watch the tape. I got robbed in Atlanta too for my gold medal. So it just didn't get no coverage. You as talented as I am as an amateur. In my first three fights, I didn't even have a promoter or a manager. They say I was too old when I started. Olympic bronze medalist with no support, turning pro. Come on, man. I wasn't supposed to get off the ground, but through the grace of God and through my talent. I beat everybody in front of me. Reggie Johnson, Montel Griffin, Chris Johnson, Eric Hardy. I beat them all until there was no but one man left. That was Roy Jones, and I knocked his ass out. What more I got to do? It ain't been a fighter that comes snatched the crown like me since when? Since when has an underdog came and snatched the crown like me and told that mother, got any excuses tonight because seven minutes from now, I'm going to knock your ass out. Who did it? <laughs> Who did it like me? Nobody. They clipped. They clipped my wings a long time ago. Who was they, they though? Who, 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 who was that? I want ask ask DJ Khaled who, who they is. So they out there. <laughs> <laughs> they out there. They out there. They control everything. I don't know who they is. 
but they control everything. I know that much. Make sure you connect with this man on Twitter at Antonio Carr. Yeah. We got the book coming. We're going to do a little short, a little short film. We, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm rebranding. I got my little, my little well and fitness little page coming up where, you know, I'm going to just do a 30, 30, 30 day, 30 minute workout, three products because I need the motivation because, you know, it's hard for me right now at my age to do 30 days straight of training. You know what I mean? So I need the people to motivate me. But I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to dedicate and commit everything to it, my strength and conditioning. And by 2018, if I don't have everything together to make a return, to try to go at the heavyweight title, then I'm going to announce my retirement and then move on to do something else in the game. But I'm going to always be a big part of boxing because it's my life. And I think I ain't no trainer, but I'm a teacher. I can teach what I know. I can teach the skill of boxing. So if if I end up being a trainer, a teacher, or having my school, or my academy, my skill training academy, that I'm gonna have something going on that's gonna be involved in boxing, be working with some Olympians and future champions. That's gonna be my future, man. You know, because it, why not? Why wouldn't I give it away? I mean, if you got something that's special, that's precious, and that you know that can help others. Why not? I might not have all the money in the world, but I ain't never been cut. I got all my faculties. I ain't never been knocked down. I ain't never had my back on the, on the canvas. And maybe that's my story. How you fight 20 years and get out clean? Maybe that's my story. <laughs> because there's a whole lot of fighters out there that once their, once their career is over with, that's a wrap. They don't have no other option. There's nothing else for them to do. Well, that ain't my case. That ain't my case. So if I never fight again, that's going to be cool. But I'm always going to be able to teach this beautiful science. I can teach it because I know it. And I know how to really train these fighters to prepare them to become better fighters, better human beings, and better champions. And that's what I want to do. And that's going to be my future, man. I got my son coming up. I got my grandson. So that's my life. And I ain't mad at it. You know what I mean? Sounds good. Sounds good. And, and so hopefully a few things can work your way. Hopefully we can see you in the ring at some point, at some time. But as you said, if you don't, you've done enough in the sport. You've done a lot in the sport. I've done a lot, but, we'll the, you know, the story going to have to be told, though. The story going to have to be told. So that's, that's, that's what it is. I mean, come on, man. I'm not going to just let them – I'm not going to just let that – let them – get away with what happened to me because what happened to me was a crime. And so it has to be some type of, you know, it has to be justification. That was a crime. So, you know, that's the only thing that hurts. But man, look, for me, to, for me to even be, be able to walk around, hold my head up high and smile with that, that, that love and that, I mean, come on, man, that, that's the beautiful part that I don't let none of that touch me inside. You know what I'm saying? No matter how hard it gets. I'm still beautiful inside, and that ain't gonna never change. So, you know, you just gotta deal with life as it comes. Sometimes, you know what I mean. And a lot of times, wrong don't be right. You can't figure it out. You, you're trying to find the answers to this. Why is this happening to me? Man, you know what? All the great ones had to go through something. All the great ones. I'm not the first. I'm not gonna be the last. But I just want to be a testimony, man, to all the young fighters coming up behind me. Get some good people on your team. 
genuinely good people on your team. And I know that's hard. And, you know, that's hard. That's the hardest part, especially when everything's going well for you. You think everybody's on your team. That's when you got to look, you know, be more careful of your surroundings. Because these people, man, they just going to gonna bleed you dry. And when you ain't no more good for them, they're going to throw you out to the pasture. And, and here's the thing also. You know, er- everything in life happens for a reason. And as you said, we may not understand it. But at the end of the day, everything does happen for a reason. And maybe this is your opportunity, as you said, to rebrand yourself and your opportunity to do something bigger and do something better for this great world that we live in. Maybe. Man, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah, that's what's up. Oh. I get that. Yeah, let everybody know. Follow me on social media, man. At Antonio Tarver. You know, I got a great page, funny page, but I'm trying to rebrand right now, really keep it on the fitness and the health and fitness. So you're going to be seeing a lot of videos up of me working with the kids and everything. I got a platform doing that. And as well as my 3030 for 3 with uh, TLC, I'm going to start that first of September. So, you know, we, we moving in another direction. But at the same time, man, my whole thing is just to help people. I just would like to just help young, talented, gifted boxers. Just show them the right way to really train and prepare yourself for what, what's to come in this world of boxing. I think that's my niche, and I think I can help a lot of young men when it comes down to that, just giving them direction and even learning from the mistakes I've made, you know, in my career as well as, you know, trusting people and everything else. It's a lot that goes on with this game of boxing, man. And if you get some good people on your team early on. Sounds good. Antonio, pleasure talking to you, man. Wish you nothing but Always the best pleasure. of luck moving forward. Hey, Take care of yourself. McGregor pull, if, hey, if McGregor pulled us off, y'all make sure to call me back <laughs> Monday. <shit>. Will do. <laughs> Will do. All right. <laughs> okay, my All man, right, y'all take be care. Back. Thank you. I appreciate it.